Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast on Tuesday, July the 6th with me, Peter Watson. I'm joined today by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Duncan, how are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, thank you. Um, sorry, we're, we're a bit late, later than usual today, uh, but that's because, Duncan, you're out saving many lives, weren't you? Something like that. I've, 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 been, I've been my uh, in, in inverted commas proper job today. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Um, so uh, fresh back from from all of all of that stuff. Um, we're talking today about a couple of stories from today's edition of Watson's Daily. Um, so just for uh, for a change, I'll start off. Yeah, Woo-hoo! go for it. <laughs> right. So um, the thing um, that I thought was quite interesting today um, in 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 Watson's Daily was um, there was a very interesting article from the Telegraph, which was talking about the future of America's malls or lack thereof hmm. um, in, in the sense that, you know, the previous, the um, tried and tested model of more, you know, big malls, anchor tenants, you know, like JC Penney and, and stuff like that uh, in, in the States um, has just disappeared as over the last few years and accelerated by COVID um, retailers have just suffered, can't pay the rents and end up, you know, basically moving out leaving all these malls um empty essentially now i think that the same kind of thing is going to be happening over in this country uh and is already happening actually in this country as well and i really feel for myself um it's quite sad really because i think over my lifetime i have seen both the rise and now the fall of malls because um i do remember back in the day when there was there was a singer called that um, this is really showing my age here but singer called tiffany right who is that um, a bracelet uh, yeah uh, well that's <laughs> a, yeah yeah um who sung a very well-known song that was number one for absolutely ages called i think we're alone now uh and that's you can look that up on youtube anyway oh, I, I could sing it i know i know the song. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not as young as maybe some of our listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, so, I mean, I think that, that, you know, the thing with that was she did um, she did gigs in shopping malls. So what happened was, you know, I think, you know, I, I think um, she did like, you know, she had some songs and stuff. And to actually go out and do these songs lives live, she went to shopping malls and she went, she toured around shopping malls. And then she got this, you know, like an upswell of, of popularity. Then she you know, released a single, it went, you know, it went really well. And actually on that video from memory, uh, because I haven't seen it for quite some time, um, it's her singing her song in various malls. And, you know, so this is, I know this is really hard to imagine, but in the days before social media and things going viral, that was basically the equivalent. And yet now, you know, these places are, essentially dying out and the irony is is that a lot of the places the the shops that have essentially killed them um are the ones who are moving in so amazon for instance is um using uh some or buying up some of the space um as for distribution centers Hmm. um and it's just really interesting to see that these spaces have uh you know once so popular and 
it was like a thing to do, like I'll go and see you at the mall or something, um, is 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 potentially going to die out. But I mean, what what do you what do you think? I mean, I know you're you're not a massive uh, mall fan, are you? I think it's, I think partly it's because I've grown up without any kind of big shopping centres or malls anywhere near me. So, it's, but I've never kind of I've got the attract never got the attraction. If you make me smile, will you talk about that though? Because um, there's a very similar kind of concept to that Tiffany music video it happens in um, How I Met Your Mother. Have you ever seen that? I've not there's, seen that. No, no. So one of the characters there, Robin, is apparently an ex-child prodigy superstar in Canada and she has a song oh, yeah. called Let's Go to the Mall, which is alarmingly <laughs> similar in music video oh, really? to the Tiffany right. song. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for anyone that doesn't remember the original song, it's a similar concept. Um, yes. But no, I, I'm... Yeah, I, I think for, for me, I've never been a massive kind of goer to the malls um <laughs> but yeah. I, think, I think i said that's, that's partly because i don't think there's really been a big one around me growing up um but my feeling on this because we, we, we actually know kind of the, the kind of the big tenants your obvious one over here would be john lewis and we were talking about them yesterday and how much they're struggling mm. i think there's going to end up being a lot of big spaces around that need filling with something that's more than just shops mm. um something with a bit of with a bit of experience i mean we talked about or we will we have talked about in the past shopping centers that do better being the ones like your your blue water your westfield that have uh, cinemas in them that have uh, bowling alleys in them or ski slopes or anything like that something else on top of the shops that means the football is going to keep going um and, and hopefully boost business hmm. um so I, th- I think that's kind of yeah you get you could end up with a lot of open spaces and then it's a case of well, what what do you do with them i, I personally think it'd be a shame if, if shopping centers and malls did disappear even though i'm not a massive shopping fan yeah because I, I think for a lot of people they're great places you mentioned like um kids like going there as well kind of yeah you may meet at the pub actually wandering through a shopping center or wandering through a mall is something you can do for free it's a yeah. kind of fairly fairly safe environment and they're kind of they're kind of big parts of of the areas and communities they're yeah. in aren't they also i think to, in, for for a lot of people they're almost like a rite of passage you know i mean you might you may well like especially if it's like uh if you live live near a blue water or something mm. like that you may well have your first date at the you know at the um cinema at the mall or if there's bowling or something yeah. you know that kind of thing because there are there aren't so many things that that you know kids and teenagers can do particularly um you know apart from but in the mall you know you've got your you can wander around with friends and (laughs) look at stuff um you can you know you can go to the cinema you can buy ice cream you can you know you can do all of that stuff um and also obviously it doesn't matter what the weather's like um outside as well so i mean it 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 is it is going to die out to an extent but i do think some of these destination ones will probably you know will 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 survive i think um Mm. because of the experience factor you know they will still provide that all-important experience but i do think that maybe some of the smaller malls um in provincial town centers are going to struggle and i think that we've both um both of us have talked in the past of potentially um these places because they are massive spaces being maybe you know put over to mixed use Hmm. rather than just retail use so offices uh you know a bit of office space a bit of you know maybe some um uh you know for, for for like smes or something or maybe um some of the like pop up 
you know, pop-up, like a space designated for pop-up businesses or something. Um, Or... Um, yeah, you can definitely have some like shared office spaces, and there can you yeah. see the kind of the WeWork sort of model? Yeah. Um, like you say, you could have some some residential in there. You could put stick some flats yeah. in one end. Yeah. Um, a bit of warehousing space, yeah. a bit of bit of food court. Well, so the they, other, they, they're massive the other, spaces. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, I, I mentioned it in a, uh, a Watson's Daily not so long ago about um, actually old people's plate. Yeah, old people's. Uh, kind of accommodation mm. as well retiree com- accommodation because it makes a hell of a lot of sense for them to be in the center of town near all the facilities yeah um rather than stuck in the middle of nowhere or 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 whatever so i mean um that might you know that's another i guess that's another aspect of this but basically i the main thing is is that i think that a lot of these um, spaces in the center of town will need to be mixed uh you know for mixed use and then maybe they stand a chance of actually um you know at least getting some money rather than nothing um you know the 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 landlords yeah and that that for me is quite important because there is i guess there is that risk that if they do start failing that they just get sold off and used as distribution centers and i think that would be a shame yeah i I think that there needs to be some sort of impetus towards kind of making them into these mixed use facilities mm. so that they still provide something back to the area they're in rather than just being a big hub for online shipping essentially yeah absolutely so there we go um i mean that's i think you know there's there's going to be a lot more on that i think as time goes on and we will see this evolution yeah sort of evolution of of malls and what they turn into um mm. i mean i think you know it'd be fun like a sort of zombie laser tag uh, post-apocalyptic mall, you know, uh, like a almost like a irony um, of the whole thing that you keep. I, it as I a would one hundred percent go. I would one hundred percent go to that. I mean, you know, that would be excellent. Um, I think that that's 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 my idea. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, from zombie uh, apocalypse to um, what what was uh, what caught your eye today? Well, I'm going to kind of break my general trend, and I'm not yeah. going to go for something really big picture. I'm going to go for something. Yeah which is actually on its own not a massive story but i think is really cool yeah uh, and this is the story that after after a few years kind of playing second fiddle in his own firm uh ben francis who is the found well one of the founders of gymshark uh is taking over as chief exec yeah um, which i think i think is amazing i think that this whole story is fantastic mm. uh, so i mean it comes from two two basically school school lads mm. finished school Went to uni, didn't really like what was going on with with, with gym stuff. Decided to start making their own um, stuff. After they sold, I think sold supplements for a couple of years as well. Hmm. Yeah, money behind them, uh, and hmm. it's just been built into this absolutely colossal brand that is is yeah. now capable with of no shops, run, yeah. with no shops, yeah, which is mental, isn't it? There's yeah. another one of these out got founded in the in a garage somewhere. Uh, yeah. uh, but the one thing I like a lot about this is it's a, it's British, uh, mm. and and these guys these guys are a fantastic job because they they mm. decide they want to challenge kind of United you know, and Adidas's and they're doing it by kind of providing quality mm. and different designs and different things. Yeah. And yeah, so after a few years, um, a few years ago, the other co-founder kind of sold his share and and went on to do other things. Yeah. Um, but and, what you mean? Spend money is essentially. But, yeah. Well, what, what do you do? What do you do when you're 25 and your net worth's 120 odd million? Oh God! Like, I mean, yeah, you exactly. Could, you, you could you... really indulge yourself in your sort of train spotting um, <laughs> hobby, couldn't you? Really? I mean, you, God, just think. 
just think of what you could do with it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit sickening, but to be fair, they built it from scratch. You can't really yeah. progress to the money. No, so no, at, no. at that point, like they, they had some new headquarters being built, and, and Ben Francis, who, like I said, is the other co-founder, decided to take on the chief marketing officer role. Mm. And I think this is interesting because we've talked a bit, I think, earlier about some people are really good at the, kind of the creation phase and the founding phase, mm. but then struggle when it comes to actually running a successful company. Mm. So what he kind of did there was take a step back into this chief marketing officer role. So he still does all the social media stuff and all that stuff and getting a guy called steve hewitt who's massively experienced mm. to, to actually run the business day to day as a result it's gone from strength to strength um mm. and they're having absolutely massive sales and he's now decided look i've now learned the stuff i needed to learn from you I, i'm ready to take over mm. so steve hewitt's going into this kind of executive and and like i said ben francis is taking on the ceo role and mm. i just think it, it's amazing like it's a really good way of doing business i think the way he's kind of like i said brought in someone that's got better knowledge than him more experience to learn from he's basically chosen his mentor and tutor and how to run a business until he's ready to take it on himself Mm. and now we're aged i think he's what 29 yeah sickening two years younger than me Mm. um and i I said 125 million was his co-founder when he cashed out Mm. i think ben france is now worth 700 million or Mm. something i must say i can imagine him potentially becoming the next richard branson yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, obviously he's taken on, like Richard Branson, you know, he's taken on giants and he is doing, you know, he's punching well above, you know, well, well above the weight of the company. And, yeah. uh, you know, Nike and Adidas and Puma and all the rest of them, you know, they've all been around for a long time, you know, Reebok and things, they've all been around for a long time. Mm. And I think that it's great that um, he's done this. And as you, uh, you know, you touched on that there, I mean, I... In my career, you know, I've I've seen oh, countless CEOs, chairmen, you know, all this kind of thing, and I definitely feel that there is a. It is quite rare to see someone who is a founder to continue and be and be a successful CEO ultimately, mm. because um, I think you know when you start off, you have to do everything yourself. You have complete control over what happens and i think as a result of that you end up becoming a bit of a control freak yeah um and you don't let go of things and you don't trust other people with them and as a result of that um the the company becomes limited in scope because there's only so much that a founder can do and Mm. i think it's when you get to a decent sort of level and stage that that's when you need different skills. You know, you need to be able to, um, you know, step back from some of the day-to-day stuff and do like the more of the management, you know, the strategy, where's it going? What's it doing? Uh, and then getting people in, getting the right people in. And, and, um, and I think that, you know, he's done a great job in the sense, well, he's done a great job in building a, a, a good brand. And, you know, actually, it's a very open brand, I think. I mean, he's very active. I mean, his YouTube videos and things are fascinating. You know, he yeah, talks yeah. about so how about everything, isn't yeah, he? he talks about how he's done it and he could just comes across really, really well. And um, and I like I say, I mean, you know, if this thing really grows, which I see, I do not see why it wouldn't continue to grow. Um, because, I mean, I, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I've started going to the gym every day since April the thirteenth. So a gym every uh, every week, pretty much every weekday since uh, since April the thirteenth. And um, 
I mean, every time uh, there's someone wearing Gymshark in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, other than, other than me, I mean, I I wear it because I I think that it's good quality. By the way, we're not sponsored, um, but you know, it's good quality, decent price, works well, and it and it looks you know and it looks good. And I know yeah, every time I go in there, we will be at least someone, even at the time I go in there, um, uh, that's wearing Jim Shark stuff. So, I mean, it's it's just it's good to see. It's a British make. Um, and I think he's done exactly the right thing. He basically brought in, presumably, I mean, who wouldn't say this, but, um, you know, brought, brought, brought in a teacher to teach, to teach him how to do it. Um, you know, learnt by looking and, and stuff. And now he, he's, you know, he's off his training wheels and, you know, he's, he, he's off into the distance. So you do wonder how it's, how it's going to go, what direction it's going to go in. But the way this is going now, like I say, I, I could see him becoming the next Richard Branson. A hundred percent, because he does seem to have that kind of almost like serial entrepreneur thing about him as well. Because I think mm. Gymshark was something like the the third or fourth attempt he'd had at getting it right. And like yeah. I say, he keeps trying to learn. He was, I think he co-founded another kind of unit as well, which he sold his share of a couple of years back. So it'll be mm. interesting to see, like, as his skills develop. Like I said, he's still in his 20s. He's he's young. Mm. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see as his skills develop where he kind of, where he uses going next, whether he sticks with the one brand or whether he starts investing yeah. in other things. Totally can see him on Dragon's Den in a few years' time because yeah. he, he's the right sort of person. And, and not on that. I'm a Celebrity, right? No, hopefully, be... not. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully no, not. Um, I mean, that, that'll be if things don't go so well. So if things go well, Dragon's Den. If they don't go so well, I'm a Celebrity, <laughs> potentially. But I mean, I, I think that... Um, um, that uh, he, yeah, like I say, I think he could be a, a more wholesome version of Richard Branson because I think he's been more open and he's doing seemingly more wholesome things. Whereas I have, I've always thought like Richard Branson is very impressive, mm. um, but you can imagine that he's had to do all sorts of, yeah, he's had so many businesses and stuff. You can imagine he's had to do all sorts of, you know, uh, things in order to get where he's got. Not saying you know, wrong or anything like that, but just he's had to make a lot of very tough and bold decisions. Mm. Um, and whereas I, I would imagine, yes, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, it, he, you know, Ben Francis has, but, um, uh, but, you know, it's a bit simpler, I, I guess, in a way, in that it's, it's Jim Apparel, you know, yeah. online Jim Apparel rather than, you know, an airline. <laughs> yeah, to, true. So, so, Although, I'm uh, pretty sure Branson started by buying and selling records, didn't he? Out that's of, right. Yeah. From shops. So yeah. I, I guess Ben Branson had that side advantage of being of the social media revolution happening about the same sort of time as yeah. he was trying to build the brand. But yeah, it, like I say, it's just be interesting, and it's it, it's a good learning, I think, learning experience or learning model for for anyone mm. that's kind of any age still wanting to kind of have a side hustle or build their own business to kind of i would agree with you watch his youtube videos because he's very open and honest about yes. how he, how he yeah. got started yeah uh, and there's a lot of really valuable lessons in there just for in yeah. life in general which is like i said it's not a big picture story like i normally go for but for me that was a really feel-good story this not yeah in today's edition absolutely no brilliant so there we go um there we go for uh, today today's edition of um of uh, the podcast um so thank you once again um for joining me on this podcast um and uh, also thank you as always to the listeners um and we will be back again tomorrow so many thanks lovely take care see ya bye bye